everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. I am so happy that you're listening today. Thank you for tuning in to this awesome conversation. Before we dive into it all, I wanted to say a quick thank you to those of you who have followed us on Instagram at How'd She Do That Podcast. You may have also seen on Instagram that my sister in law made some gifts for us. So if you want to screenshot the conversation and you're loving it and you want to share the podcast on your Instagram story, you can type in my name or How'd She Do That, and some really fun graphics will come up. So enjoy those and please do share. Also, to those of you who've left a review on iTunes, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That's really how new listeners can find How'd She Do That? And hopefully they can be inspired, encouraged, and they can really enjoy listening to our guests. So I hope that you all are enjoying the conversations, and I appreciate the awesome feedback that we've received. I have no doubt that you will enjoy today's conversation with my friend Skylar Worley. Skylar was actually one of the first women I thought about having on the podcast when we started How'd She Do That? because I knew she would bring a lot of wisdom and a lot of value to the conversation, and she did just that. Skylar lives in Waco, Texas with her beautiful family, three kiddos, and awesome husband, Ben. She is passionate about helping women navigate and better understand their relationship with food. This is a conversation I think any woman could listen to and really find, again, so much value in this conversation. This was such a peaceful conversation you guys will hear in Skylar's demeanor and her voice. She's just such a peaceful presence, and I loved having her on the podcast. One of the things that I really loved and took away from our conversation was Skylar's encouragement to just start. As a mom of three, she just started. She just decided to start this incredible business, and she's been helping women ever since. I know you guys are going to love this conversation. Do consider sending it to a friend because I think that what Skylar has to say can go really far and be really helpful to a lot of people. Now, lastly, I cannot let this go without saying happy birthday, Skylar. Today is Skylar's birthday. What a gift to be able to put this podcast out on her birthday. And if you guys know me, if it's your birthday, I cannot help but sing a little something. This is the the first and last time, unless I have another guest, uh, that it's their birthday when the episode drops that you'll hear me sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Skylar. Happy birthday to you. Okay, guys, that's enough. Go wish Skylar a happy birthday. And here is my awesome conversation with the birthday girl herself. Today's guest is one that I've known for the last eight years. I've loved following her journey from college to marriage, becoming a mom, and now running her own business. She is a dedicated health coach at MANA, a health and wellness company that's founded in truth, science, and God's word. 
There are no hard and fast rules, no food scales, no health buzzwords, and no counting calories. I'm in. They are all about real food paired with educated decisions. There's so much more to Mana and Skylar's story that I am excited to hear. Skylar Worley, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. You're so sweet for having me. Well, I can't believe I counted up eight years. Is that right? We were in school together, so it's got to be that long. Yeah, it's just crazy, especially living in Waco and being around all these college gals. I'm like, in my heart, I feel like we are the same, but we are not. (laughs) <laughs> I told I told Whitney, my twin sister, I told her recently, I was like, I think that I think I'm 25 forever. Forever. Which That's is probably right. the parents <laughs> Bless their souls. Yes, yes. Well, you have been doing a lot since I last saw you in person, but it's been so fun to follow you on Instagram and see your beautiful family. And of course, I knew you you and Ben at school. And I guess the last time I saw you, you all were out here visiting Abby and Cam in Malibu. So I think that's the last time I saw you in person. And that's just wild to think about too. So fun. I know. I wish we could get out there again. We, me and Abby were just texting the other day. Oh, like, yes. You guys, we got, I got to know your kids, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And these are friends that, that we're talking about from Baylor and Skylar and I were actually pie fies together. So again, it's just so fun to see where your journey has taken you. I'd love to hear a little bit more. Cause I don't know that I'm even updated on what post-grad kind of looks like for you and Ben, what you guys have been up to. And then we'll dive in of course, to your new business and venture. Yeah. So basically, Ben and I stayed in Waco. We went to Baylor. We were praying about moving to Dallas. That's where both of our families are from. And we just kind of felt like there was an opportunity to stay in Waco for a little bit and to be young marrieds and kind of, you know, do our own thing and not just jump back into what we'd always known with family in Dallas. Right. So we decided to stay in Waco and he ended up getting a job and I ended up getting a job as a teacher. Um, oh. That's what I went to school um, at Baylor for with an education degree, and so I taught kindergarten at um, a little local public school in town, and I absolutely loved it. Aww. And then we decided, you know, it probably is time um, in our hearts to start a family, and so. I actually did kind of like a seminary, but not that intense. It's called the Discipleship School in Waco um, through our okay, church. Yeah. Yep. And so I did that while I was pregnant with Jane. And then, you know, I really, really enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't doing anything else. Um, and Ben was still at his job. We lived um, in Waco still. And, you know, it was just like something in me sparked that I was – I wanted to invest in people. Like I was investing in my kids. I was loving being a stay-at-home mom. There wasn't anything that like made me want to do – a something else in the, in a career necessarily, but there was something that I'd always carried, um, an interest in the health and wellness field. Uh, before I graduated, I kind of went back and forth between, do I want to be a nursing major? Do I want to be a nutritionist? Do I want to be an education? And honestly, the reason I chose education was because it just kind of fit with my goals of wanting to be a mom. So anyway, so that's kind of what we had done you know, post-grad life, staying in Waco, trying to raise a family. And then this interest in health and wellness kind of, you know, 
rose to the top again. So yes. And so Jane is how old now? She is so cute. Oh my gosh. She is so fun. She is six. And then I have a three-year-old and then I have an 18-month-old. Ah, I can't. They are so cute. So was it when Jane was young, was it when she was a baby that the health and nutrition kind of came back? I know in 2017, you were really looking to dive back in. What did that look like for you and Ben to be thinking about? I mean, what were the different routes? I'm sure you were kind of brainstorming, maybe joining a business that had already started or or wanted to dive into. I mean, there's so many different resources, but you really stepped out and created your own thing. So was that when Jane was little or is that a few years later? Yeah, that's a great question. So basically, so I had Jane, we were just rocking that like mom and baby life where she kind of just went everywhere with me. And it was yes. so funny. We got pregnant with Graham and he's my three-year-old. And <laughs> you know, between just going to be honest, some postpartum like anxiety, like I went through a, right. kind of like an emotional kind of plummet mm-hmm. and I was just really needing to change a lifestyle shift for myself. And mm-hmm. I ended up taking a course in Dallas. Um, and I ended up working for that company for just, um, a little bit and kind of got my footing and learned a whole lot and really just, it changed my life. I mean, that is dramatic, but it really did mentally, physically. I, my history with food was, I didn't ever really need to worry about it, but I was very active all the time. So it was a lot of exercise. And then I just would either eat a ton or I would eat a little if I wanted to change my physical appearance, especially when I was engaged and getting married. And so I just learned how food is our friend, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but it's fuel. And for whatever reason, it was ingrained in me that food eating a lot of food was negative. And really that's the exact opposite. And so I think it was unlearning a lot of thought patterns first. And then um, just to be really vulnerable, I actually ended up getting let go from this company. They weren't doing well financially. I just had my third and two days before my maternity leave was over, I got let go. And it was just a sucker punch. I was like, man, I thought I was valuable in this company. I had really sacrificed a lot because they were based out of Fort Worth. And so I was traveling Mm -hmm. and it was like a light bulb came on in my brain. It was just like so much fun. And so to get let go after you've found so much life in something was just really, really hard. So honestly, I had had a pretty difficult pregnancy with my third. Um, and I reached out to a friend and I was like, Hey, I know you always wanted to kind of learn about what I was doing. Would you want to kind of be my accountability partner? And I could teach you, um, at the same time. And out of that relationship, I mean, she found so much freedom for the first time with food and it kind of came back to the surface of like, man, I love this. And so that's kind of where Mana was birthed from. It was a place of like, pain of, I really wanted to continue working for that company. I didn't have any, I mean, yeah, sure. There was, um, hard things there, but really it was out of a place of pain that birthed something that was so needed. I think I had actually applied to work for a different company because I was just scared. I didn't 
necessarily want to start my own thing. I am a great number two. I'm like, I (laughs) I will work hard for you. But the thought of creating something by myself and being my own boss was very overwhelming to me. So that's a little bit about Mana. We can go into Mana in a little bit, but I just kind of wanted to share the backstory about it. And, you know, if you are, you know, people that are listening, if you're in a place of like, man, I feel like a failure or man, I feel like, all of my doors have been closed. You just never know what God's going to bring to the surface. Cause I didn't, I was like, Lord, I don't want to start my own company. And I actually said, I actually said to him, I was like, Jesus, if you want me to do something where it's like one-on-one coaching, would you just bring people and not out of a place of being lazy, but I was just so, I don't know, insecure maybe, or I'm not really sure what it was, but I had in the same week, I had six different people from oh of life, like from back home in Waco, like college friends that were like, Hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about, um, coaching one-on-one, but oh I really need some guidance. Have you ever thought about, I mean, just craziness. So that was just the kindness of God to encourage me to take a leap of faith, you know? Absolutely. Everything you just said, I I have chills because it's so true. And I, I can totally reiterate that feeling of, even with this podcast, I mean, you have moments and I can't imagine adding the element of at this point, you have three kids. So I mean, let's just take a moment to think about that. I, I But I totally agree. I think that when there's something on the horizon that you're passionate about it, and you care, that's when it can be the scariest because if you don't care about something, you're not going to be passionate about it and you can do it halfway and good enough, whatever. What? But what I've found with this podcast, I'm so into it. And, and same with you, you couldn't, you couldn't not yeah. begin helping people. And so I just, I think that it's amazing how, of course, these are totally different things, but I'm totally relating to you and to your story through my season of life. Starting something new is always terrifying. And there have been times with starting this that I've thought that I've cried. I've thought, what on earth am I doing? This is like, what am I doing? You you really do think, what on earth am I doing? But I love that what ultimately drew you to the conclusion that you can't not do it, and I'm kind of putting words in your mouth, but it was these people reaching out, obviously signs from God that this is a must. I mean, that's hysterical that you're saying, okay, one, you know, send someone, and then there's six people that reach out to you. Yes, even just one person, you know, it was sweet. And I think you can relate to this. When you're your own boss, there's Mm -hmm. not like a team of people around you that are like, yeah, that's a good idea. You're like, totally really forces you to abide and just say, God, if this is me, it's going to flop. But if this is something you have put in me, because you can also relate like the podcast realm, the nutrition realm, it's so oversaturated. And that's what I just kept blaming it on. I was like, well, there's, there's so many people doing what I'm doing. So good. Yeah. There really isn't there. When I have clients, they're like, I've never done anything like this. Because really what oh Mandy is about is taking the time to get to the root in the heart. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm more like a counselor most of the time than I am like a coach. I mean, I guess right. like that would be interchangeable, but the science and the education is not the hard part. I think that's what's enlightening to people, but it's the behavioral change that 
really when people are stubborn, they don't want to change. They're not going to. So I know that you can relate to that feeling of like, okay, I'll do it, God, if you call me to it. But it you know, so no, that's so good. And I love the the idea too, because the oversaturated could not agree more. It's like, who needs another podcast about women's careers? Uh, you know, a good grief. But the, the thought, I don't know, I think there's something that clicks in you too. And for those of you who are listening, who you might actually be in a very similar spot, and you could be doing something totally different, you might be mm-hmm. starting a blog, or maybe you are starting a business, or maybe you're going out on your own to have clients in social media or whatever it might be. I think that when you get to a place of, I don't know if it's confidence or if it's just something that comes in and takes root in your life of, you know what, there are a lot of people doing this, but I have value and I know that I can help people. And I I think that's ultimately where you got So I'm excited to hear more. So you had six people reach out in one week. And I'm so curious as to how did it pan out taking on a few clients? Were you guys were you doing a very specific package? Were you like, okay, you know, handful of you guys I'm just gonna practice on? When did it kind of scale into what it is now? That is a good question. been like this snowball that I'm just like, here we go. Uh, But basically, I think most of the people that I took on were friends. And so I either worked with them previously in the company that I worked for and they were like, Hey, it just was, it was too strict. And so that, and that's what I'd felt like too. There was no grace. There was no like, and, and it's not anything against the company that just wasn't their, their lane. They were like, putting out information and then they were, it was six weeks and it was done. And so the, the gap that I felt like was there was number one, people are going to eat ice cream. So how do you teach people to eat ice cream, but not self-medicate with the ice cream or think Mm -hmm. about it or learn the basics about what's in it. Um, And second, I really wanted to walk with people um, and have them miss the mark because you can do anything perfect for a really small amount of time. But the difference is how do you teach people how to miss the mark and still stay on track, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I really like, this is a great example. Um, I'm trying to think of um, a client that I've had recently that was like, Um, we were at a wedding and I had this cake and I overate it. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Your body can handle that cake, but let's go deeper and say, did, were you just having fun? Did you want to celebrate your friend or were you shoving the cake down your throat as fast as you could? You didn't have to think about it. Um, and the shame that comes with that. And so, yeah, so those first few clients, I was just navigating it. I was like, how long do I want this to be? And it's truly every step of the way, I really just had to abide with Jesus. I was like, God, how long do you want me to do it? And so I felt like he'd said three months um, okay. for this program. And it's funny because now I'll look back at the research and be like, 90 days is really a, a great amount of time for a behavior to really change. Um, so it, 
I think it was just um, in step and everybody kind of needs different things. Like I'm working with women that don't really need um, a physique change as much as they need a, a relationship with food to change. And so oh, I would say, wow. you know, s- probably 70% really are like, I've never been able to lose weight and I want to change. And I'm not saying that needs to lose weight, but these women are like, I've never lost the baby weight or my, um, experience with food was diet and exercise. Like I exercised a ton and I didn't eat enough. And so really healing relationships with food and being like, I was talking to a girl yesterday and she was like, I just can't get out of the cycle of I'm eating too much. And I'm like, but you're not. I think we just have been programmed that as women, we just need to eat a little bit. It's feminine to not overindulge or whatever. And that's just not true. Like food is the fuel that our bodies need. So That's kind of where it started was out of this relationship with friends. And then it, I, the, the way that I am kind of coaching people is non-traditional macros. So macros is counting your fats, your carbs, and your proteins and weighing them in grams. And so I don't really, I mean, if you want to do the food scale thing, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. to me, really creates an obsessiveness and people are already obsessed with a scale. And I'm, I'm just trying to get people away from that, but there is a value in being able to have portions with your food. And so how do you create healthy habits of boundaries without creating obsessive tendencies? And so for me, I basically created macros in a really simplistic way where I'm helping people look at nutrients, not calories. We're not counting any kind of calories. And in fact, when people start counting calories, I'm like, don't do that. It's not helpful. (laughs) It doesn't matter at the end of the day, if you're getting your nutrients in, you're going to be just fine. And so I'm teaching people how to portion nutrients, but also have some wiggle room because again, with the cake, it's like, you're not going to never eat cake again. So how do you do it well? So that's kind of how it started. And then it just kind of snowballed into this. Okay, well, I want to record videos because what I was doing for a short amount of time is I was teaching my information on Marco Polo, which was great. It was a great stepping stone. And again, this is just an encouragement to anyone who's listening, like just start the best advice. Oh my I gosh. Have, you know, don't yes. get your website. Don't get everything, all the certifications that you want to get done. Just start. And then you'll, you'll figure it out as you go. So I was teaching a Marco Polo, which was really funny. And it was fun because I could see, you know, questions back and forth, but I was like, this is not worth my time. So I started recording videos. Marco Polo is so, and I think I have had Marco Polo before, but basically it's a video app, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's, it's like a walkie talkie, but you like video back and forth. Oh my gosh. So that's how you were communicating with clients. (laughs) Yes. Which is funny. Like, so not professional, but my people didn't care. They thought it was fun. Oh, um, I love it. So, yeah. You know, you just got to start. So then I started recording. Oh, my husband is an IT. So he built me a website, um, which is amazing because oh, yeah. there's no way I could have done that without him. And then, yeah, I've been creating PowerPoints and um, outlines so that clients can follow along in the videos. I have documents. It's just funny. It's like it, I started with nothing like a year ago. And now I'm to the point where, yeah, I'm still tweaking things and making things look professional, but you just got to start. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. And I love the the thought again about just starting. I think that's so key. And I love that you started on Marco Polo with friends. <laughs> it's like, you know, 
this was the the face to face like someone's like having human interaction is so critical because if you're just somebody behind a screen a lot of the times people just put you either in this unrealistic box or like you become this coach that people can't be vulnerable with because there's not like this peer relationship and so i was trying to break down that barrier of like i am um over you i want to walk with you and so like i share i shared last night with um, a gal who was like, I just, I'm a personal trainer and I feel like, you know, because I'm not like super fit and she's very fit, but in her mind, she's not super fit that I'm a phony. And so I texted her a picture last night. I was like, Hey, I'm eating a chips Ahoy cookie. This is when I could feel like a phony too, but I really want a little bit of sweet before bed. And I, I think that there's some value in being vulnerable with your clients when they're ready. Like she's yeah. been a client for the last, you know, eight weeks. But anyways, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> would you say, would you say that the majority, cause I, everything you're saying obviously comes from, I mean, it might be a place that you were already living in. So mm-hmm. for instance, for me, I can totally relate to everything you're saying. I mean, I'm sure I've been at a wedding stuffing my face with cake and it might've been because the guy I wanted to dance with was dancing with someone else. I mean, there's so many elements to why we might be eating the way that we're eating, especially out in a setting like that, or, or you know, when someone feels shame around food. So I'm totally tracking with you. Is this something that you work to overcome or is this something that you're like, you know, for whatever reason, I've been able to have clarity on this for the majority of, of my walk with food. And then my follow-up question to that would just be, do you think that your clients come to you knowing full scale what their relationship with food looks like? Or would you say, and I, I think I know the answer, no, no, no. They learn a lot from, from, from your conversations and digging a little deeper. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, so I, I think I was pretty unaware of my relationship with food because I was such an active kid. Um, I was, I was pretty unaware. I actually had a situation with a guy that I dated and I was taken advantage of. And in that moment, it was like, I became aware of my body for the first time. Um, and right. so through that experience, it almost like was like, what does my body look like? And it just kind of spiraled this really unrealistic expectation of what I should look like, um, if I'm just being really honest. And so I think for me, when I went to college, like most girls, they're not in PE an hour a day. They're like in classes, <laughs> they're sleep. It's like, not only does your body really change after you turn 21, but our habits completely change. Like when you're in high school, you're getting good, good amount of sleep. And what happens when we don't get a good amount of sleep, like in college is that the body just kind of starts to unravel. And so for a lot of girls, you know, their bodies fluctuate for the first time. And then because they're maybe feeling out of control with school or they're feeling out of control in a relationship, food becomes the thing that they can control. And so for me, You know, my weight fluctuated. I had to had a a knee surgery, I think, in college. And so for the first time, I kind of like ballooned up because I wasn't really active. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the only thing I knew, and it was, and it was completely out of shame. I didn't tell mm-hmm. anyone that I was struggling because why, why would I? Everybody has control right. of their weight. And, right. you know, what I've learned now with people and the very first thing that I will say to clients is, have you ever asked God to be a part of your food journey. Have you ever been like, Hey Lord, can you help me have self-control 
today? Mm-hmm. Or Lord, would you help me um, navigate what a good boundary is with the scale? I had never done that. It was always separate. And I would say nine, 99% of the people would agree with me. They're like, I've never invited Jesus into that process. We can invite him into work. We can invite him into relationship with our parents right. or with our spouse. But food just seems like this shameful thing again, because we feel like we should have control over it. So for Mm -hmm. me, there was this enlightenment of food is just a source. Calories are literally just a unit of energy. Calories are not bad, but when we see something that has 500 calories, we automatically gawk at it and say, Oh, that's too much. But if the 500 calories is chicken breast and broccoli and avocado, Our body can use those nutrients and that is fantastic. It's totally different than 500 calories. And let's go back to the example of a piece of cake. So yes, I would say I wasn't fully aware until I was um, probably in high school. And then I had was in college and that was some disordered eating there. Never anything like a full-blown eating disorder for me personally, because I'm a foodie and it was like, that was never going to happen for me, but it's totally a mental um, place too. I, I just wasn't, I, I struggle with anxiety, but that was not the mental illness that I struggle with. So anyways, and then after having babies, your body changes so much and you do not have control of the fact that your uterus just grew a child, you know? Right. So yes. there was, there's been phases of it. And I feel like, I mean, I'm not the person who like has a six pack and like bulging biceps, but I feel so right. great that I'm in. And I know, so I had my daughter in, um, 2018 and then about five months ago, we actually had a miscarriage. And so my body is actually still healing from that too. And you just got to give your, yourself grace. So going back to part two of your question, do people know they have zero idea? They will, they would say, yeah, I have a great relationship with food. And some people have healthier relationships than others, but I'm always, in the back of my mind, trying to go there deeper. So people that are, you know, hanging out in a really unhealthy body fat percentage, that doesn't just happen with genetics. It, it Genetics are absolutely a component to that. But there's something there that has caused some sort of emotional pain that food meets. And so really at the beginning, I'm not really trying to dive deep into that. I'm like, hey, I really want to get your blood sugars under control because if your blood sugar is spiking and crashing all day long, your body's going to store fat. It's not going to be able to burn fat efficiently. And if you're overeating the amount of energy that you need to burn and you're not pulling from the energy source in your fat cells, then your body's not going to burn either. So it's about like week four, five, six of the program that I do that we start going there. I'm like, Hey, because there's only so long that you can be perfect in your foods. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be a, some sort of like, Oh, I was at this function and this happened, or my kid was eating this food. And so there's just, sorry, that's a really long winded answer, but there is a lot that goes into relationship with food. So what are some of the questions that you ask clients? So I'm sure people who are listening, I mean, this is very relatable. This is something that I think everyone could have some kind of commentary towards. And I know for me during college, that was definitely a time that I would be more strict. And when I look back, I recognize that it was shame and that I was trying to control 
my trajectory or, or what was going on in my life, there were some uncontrollable elements. And so I was trying to control it with food. And like you said, you can only do that for so long. And I think for a lot of listeners, they might be in that post-grad or even college stage. And I think looking back on school and looking back on college, for whatever reason, in college, you really have blinders on. And after college, I, I, I can think of a handful of women who probably had an eating disorder in college. Um, and there's, there's no, uh, you know, shame on them in that way. But I think that in college, for whatever reason, you, you just, you don't realize that that's around you, but there is a lot of that, um, Specifically, I think where we went to school, there was a lot of it because it's a really beautiful place, beautiful people and and amazing people and, a, and an awesome school. But it's interesting to look back and recognize that. So I think that, you know, someone listening, they might be like, wait a second, this is stuff I haven't really thought about before. So what are some of the questions that you may ask a client to help them get started thinking about? all of this. That's a great question. And it's so funny because I really think at some point I would love to just get to enjoy time around college students because yes, man, if college girls can get this, they are going to set themselves up for so much more success afterwards because so many, and like you were saying, so many of us just destroyed our bodies in college, whether it was we just ate whatever and drank whatever and didn't sleep, or we really didn't let ourselves eat because there was so much fear there. And I'm like, man, anytime I can get around a college girl who really wants to listen, I'm like, oh, you want to listen? I can tell you a lot. So yes. I'm like, oh, I love it. I'd say my target client is like, you know, m- postpartum moms at the moment, but I would love to create a course for college girls someday because it's almost like if you can grab your kids' hearts at a young age, it's going to make parenting and relationships so much better in the teenage years. And that's how I feel with food. If I can, you know, influence college girls to understand that food is necessary for their health and not the enemy, man, it's just going to be a different situation. So I think a couple questions that I would ask and everybody's kind of different, but Mm -hmm. one of the things that comes to mind right now is, are you eating in secret? Are you on the outside and when everybody sees you, are you eating really healthy? And then at night when no one sees you, are you shoving cookies down your throat? Because either you're hungry or you're craving a sweet, or you don't know what, how to have boundaries with food. And so I think eating in secret or um, being embarrassed that you want to eat a cookie or you want to indulge, but you want to quote unquote be good. Mm -hmm. I'm like always encouraging people like, um, a conversation I had this week, go, go into it, decide before you go, Hey, I'm going to have ice cream, figure out what your boundary is going to be, enjoy it, move on. And Mm -hmm. I think the, the binge cycle tends to happen when you feel like that food's not available to you. And so yes. if you're like, I need ice cream, I eat the whole gallon or the whole pint because I don't know when I'm going to get it again, just creates this really up and down mentality. So are you eating in secret? Um, when's the last time I'm trying to think of another great question um, that you actually enjoyed sweets? Like, are you so strict that you don't know how to enjoy sweets? Um, and are you just, are you drinking water, eating vegetables? I think 
If anybody asks me, okay, where can I start though? I'm not ready for mana. I can't really jump in right now. Um, a great place for people to start is drinking water every day um, between 60, 90 ounces and eating vegetables, as many vegetables in a meal as you can do. So if you can do vegetables at breakfast, that's the, that's the biggest change. People are like, what? Vegetables for breakfast? Right. Um, but getting a veggie at every meal, just the, the fiber in the vegetables literally help you stay full. And it's nutrients that your body needs so that it can be strong and healthy. And so mm-hmm. that, yeah, those are the two pieces of advice or the questions that maybe it might be worth asking. Say, hey, do am I, am I willing to even ask God to mm-hmm. be a part of that journey? Or do I feel a lot of shame? Like I have to keep it secret because I have really unhealthy patterns or whatever. That's so good. And I think that so many people will be hearing that and they, they might, their eyes might get a little big, like, oh, she's talking to me. And I think too, that it's just um, awareness is so yeah. key. And like you said for, and it's really interesting because I hear everything that you're saying. And I think of all of my college students that I've met through speaking at universities and things like that. I'm totally going to be sending them your way because strangely, there is a connect with the the women that you're talking to specifically like postpartum moms and that season of life and then and then postgrad it's a season of life that is kind of disorienting maybe oh, sure um and i've yet to be a mom but i would think and i have heard that 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 can be the case sometimes and then of course postgrad it can be a little disorienting as well. And I think oftentimes in both of those seasons, um, the the ability to care for yourself can yes. be, you know, so far and in between. I'm curious, what do you, how do you help? I mean, in so many ways, so I guess I should reword this. What do you say to that postpartum mom that is really, really struggling to feel like herself again? You know, are there any tips that you say, hey, get out and go on a walk or, or, you know, let your husband have the baby for a night or, or whatever that might look like? Are there different tips for, you know, if there is a new mom listening and she's just not quite feeling herself again, I would love to have some insight and I'll have to revisit this in a few years and listen, <laughs> but I would love to have some insight into your wisdom for these new moms. Cause I know that's a, a majority of who you're chatting with. I'd love to know. Yeah. yeah. So before I talk about moms, I think what you said about college students, I would love to just chime in because it, it is disorienting. I mean, you go from being in high school where basically your parents kind of function and run your world to totally five years where you are your own boss and really like, I think you and I can look back and be like, man, we were so young, but you don't feel yes. young going to college. No. You, know what I mean? you feel like you're totally ready. And it's not that you're not ready, but there are just so, there's so much mentally to grow in. Like you have to continue to develop your brain is a great yeah. example. And so it's okay to feel disoriented. It is okay to fluctuate weight in college. It is so normal. It's more just knowing that there's not shame in that. Like your high school body where you're working out all the time, you're getting good sleep. Like I said earlier, it's just not the same in college because you're under so much stress and the, the lack of sleep, I think wreaks havoc more than anything else that and alcohol. Mm. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not trying to like play the mom here, but alcohol is not <laughs> in your favor. And mm-hmm. it's not that you can't drink. My husband and I drink, but I, I'm very strategic because now I know, you know, what it does as far as um, my sleep goes, as far as my body goes. And so right. I think just, I really wanted to speak to, there's just so much grace. You have so much time to figure it out. And I really feel like in my thirties of 31, I'm just now starting to feel like, Oh, this is me. This is who I am. In my twenties, oh. I was, you know, just trying to figure out who I was and I'm so thankful for that journey. But in my thirties, I'm like, Oh, I just feel so much more settled into who I am. So I'm more as I just wanted to speak to, you know, the girls that are listening that are like, Hey, you know what? It's okay that you don't have it figured out. There is so much grace. Um, and so for the postpartum moms, man, I, there's so much to say, but I think the thing that comes to mind is it's okay to not feel like yourself. And it's okay to have those moments where you're like, why am I crying? Why am I so hormonal? Like those, those moments are just going to happen. Um, but it's inviting people into that struggle. So for me, I just, I had a really hard time after I had my son. I think Mm -hmm. I I had a a good amount of anxiety after my daughter, but because my world was so controlled and it honestly wasn't that stressful because I just had one baby and it was Mm. just me at home. I wasn't trying to juggle anything. It just didn't surface. And then after my son trying to raise a toddler and then having this baby, I just had a really hard time emotionally. And so I asked for help. I went Mm -hmm. to counseling. I wasn't ashamed about it. I was like, Hey babe, to my husband, I think I need to go talk to someone. I'm really, it's, it's not the baby blues. It's not me feeling sad. I don't feel like myself. And he was six months old. There was just some red flags to me. And so I'm so thankful that I was brave enough to ask for help and not feel shameful. And then, you know, as time went on, I invited other moms into that. And that's, you know, one of the things I share the most is my postpartum journey is just being open and not being afraid to share how you feel and not feeling shame because Mm -hmm. it's the biggest transition your body will ever go through home running. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just grew a human and then the human's not there and the human needs you all the time. And so, yeah. yeah, just giving yourself grace at the, when I have um, clients who inquiry, um, who are new moms, before we even start talking, I ask, hey, is your baby sleeping through the night? And that's not to say your baby should be sleeping through the night, but right. I won't work with women until their babies are because sleep is oh. the most important. Your body's not going to work with you if you're not sleeping. Um, so that's like just a prerequisite is like, hey, you need to take care of yourself. You need to make sure like you were asking earlier are you getting time by yourself? And what does that time by yourself look like? Does it look like you're on your phone the whole time? Or are you really decompressing? And so in this season of quarantine, where my children are with me all the time. All the time. <laughs> so cute. We are, I we are, but it honestly has been amazing. I've loved it. But there's times like yesterday where I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. So <laughs> I either lay in the sun and I read a book and mm-hmm. no one bothers me. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is my time. Um, some days I will take a bath, um, and do a little mask and yoga. I, and not like a rigorous yoga, like a stretching yoga. And you, I mean, until you've done each of those things, you really don't know how much you need it. Like those de-stressors really do work. And I really do like to exercise. So that's like, if I was going to choose anything to do with my time, I would want to get outside. So that's just me. But creating space to really rest and recharge is so important, especially right after you have a baby. So 
That's so good. And I think too, I love the element of, like you said, getting outside. That's been my saving grace during this entire quarantine season is just getting outside, decompressing. And I think everything you said, that that's so many great tips for new moms and also the postgrads. I mean, it's really cool to see that both oh of the people that you and I kind of communicate with the most, there's so many similarities there. And so I think even for I those of that. you who who are not a new mom or, you know, you're in a season of life that things are changing. Those tips are awesome as well. Well, I have loved chatting with you. I do want to just reiterate some of the awesome things that you said in regards to your business and how you just got it off the ground. You got help from your husband to get the website up Mm -hmm. and have continued to gain new clients. What is next for you? What is coming up with Mana? What is, is there a new project that we can be on the lookout to check in? What is next for you? I have a lot of things that are next. I am not organized. So I married someone who is organized. So if you are not married and you're listening to this and you are like me, just know there are men out there that like to clean. They like to organize. Yes, I see men like <laughs> vacuuming and stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like my children go to him for more of those questions and for me. Like yeah, last <laughs> night, my daughter wanted her hair blow dried after the bath because she doesn't like to sleep with her wet hair and she knows to ask her daddy not me because I'm going to spend the time. So just, just so you know, there's a man out there for you. Um, anyway, things on the docket, I'm like the visionary. I have all the ideas and it like pains me to set up things like MailChimp and input data and that, you know, it's like, but it's good and it's needed and it is a discipline for me. But uh, right now, so my program I have right now is three months, um, and it's basically like a 12-week education course, but I'm also doing like simplified macro coaching. So basically, right now, I give out a macro plan, and I walk through weekly um, with clients. And then if clients are like, oh, man, I'm not ready to give you up yet, I, and I tell them, I'm like, I want you to be done after three months. I, I want you to know that you can do it without me. I want to give you everything oh, yeah. I have. But there's some people that really like the accountability, and they and for some of them, not all of them, they still have weight to lose. And so I have something called phase two where we can have weekly phone chats and all that. And so what's on the horizon is I really wanted something for the people who are like, man, I can't invest in a three month program right now, but I really love what you're doing. And I'd love to learn more. Right. I'm working on a subscription where it would be oh. like a weekly video, a weekly recipe, um, a weekly, like, what, am, what are you, what am I learning that I can share with you? Um, and then after the subscription, I would really like to get two of the eBooks that I've been working on launch, but oh. I need help <laughs> because when I've taken the time, it just looks like my five-year-old decided to pull up Canva and make <laughs> something. So not my strength. So an eBook where it's like, Hey, here, if I was going to go out to eat, here are my recommendations. And then, um, here are all the recipes that I've created and that are go-tos in our house. And so, both of those. And then I really someday would love to create a resource for college students. And I would love to create a resource for missionaries and be able to travel and just help missionaries recharge because they are the ones for sure that I've spoken to and worked with that are not taking care of themselves because they don't feel like they can, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's kind of what's to come. This is the subscription is next. And so I'm excited about that. And then the eBooks will 
follow once I <laughs> get some help. Oh so. my gosh, that is so exciting. And all of my college students who have read Take Flight, I'm going to be sending yeah. them your way because yes. that is seriously, that's so cool that that's kind of your next step. Um, are you, I'm curious, who's on your team right now? Like in regards, are you kind of overseeing everything? Do you have an intern? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So my husband, we laugh as the main intern because he basically runs everything. Yes. He's doing my He's doing my website, but really that was hard for me. Emily, I know that you're extroverted too. And it's like, it's so hard to do your own business when you're extroverted. And so I actually just created, I was, I asked my best friend, Rachel White, and I was like, Hey, will you be my board, (laughs) board of advisors? So I I do have a board of advisors of a, a couple people that I trust and are kind of all over the field. So I have a counselor, I have a personal trainer. Rachel has been my business coach. Um, I have a lawyer that I can, um, you know, and they're good friends that I've been bouncing ideas off of and she runs her own business too. So that's kind of my team when I need like inspiration or help or encouragement, but basically it's just me. I would love to have an intern, especially do all of my admin work because again, that's just such a discipline for me. It's not a strength. So, well, we should perhaps, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but we could open up a little internship with you for any of our Baylor girls who are interested. Love that. I would love some help. So yes, absolutely. Good. I utilize, um, and it's funny in one episode of podcast, Whitney was like my twin sister. She was like, I feel like college students are the most underutilized people in America. And I said, I totally disagree. I use them for all of my internships. And I look back and I thought, okay, I didn't mean use you guys. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, utilize. Exactly. Wrong word. But seriously, to be able to utilize them. When I lived in Waco, I had um, some awesome interns. So, uh, well, with that in mind, let's let's see, where can people kind of connect with you? Um, Especially, gosh, if there's someone out there that this resonated with you and perhaps you're Mm -hmm. in the Waco area and you're thinking, okay, interesting. And for my interns at at Baylor, they actually received class credit. So that could be something that, I don't know, comes out of all of this. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm yes. pitching my my business plan to you. <laughs> great. Well, and I'm like, I would love, like, it's so fun to teach people who want to learn. So especially oh somebody gosh, who, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so interested in nutrition. I have tons to learn. I'm like so that great. person that has to stop the brakes when I'm in a conversation and I see the glaze over people's eyes because they don't care about yes. their fat. You know what I mean? So yes. yes. Yes, 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 yes. So you can find me to answer your question. You can find me. I really, um, we're still working on our website, but you can go on our website. And even though it's not finished, you can kind of get a little more info about me. It's manahealthandwellness.com. And then the only um, social platform that I really have, because this is the only one I like is Instagram and it's Scott underscore Worley. And so I don't really have, I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. That's kind of where I am because that's where I can focus my time. So email. So So you can find my email on my website. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, one last question for you. And it's a question that I love to ask all of my guests. It kind of ties in with the idea of taking the next step. So I know many of you who are listening are going to be thinking about, gosh, if you're interested in nutrition, this was definitely the episode for you. And I'm so excited. Even if you're thinking about starting your own business, I hope that the tips that Skylar shared were helpful. I know that they were. But with all of that in mind, I love to ask my guests, 
guest who they might know that should come on and share their how she do that stories. Yeah, that's a great. I just love that question because it is. Yeah, like you said. So I, I actually have two that come to mind. Okay. So one is Rachel White. Um, yes. And she and her husband started Waco Tours in um, Waco that has blown up. And wow. their their business story in general is amazing. She started her own photography company. Um, they started this business called Waco Tours. We actually own a wedding venue in town called Old Oh Bethany. my gosh, yes. We didn't even get to talk about that. It is gorgeous, by the way. Yeah. Well, I, I really cannot take credit. Um, it is all Rachel. Literally, she um, sketched it on a napkin, I maybe a piece of paper, and um, gave it to her architect. I mean, it is wild what her what is inside of her brain. So she, I feel like, is somebody who would just be a great mentor just as, I mean, she has four kids. She's, her husband's a pastor. They are mentoring college students. She's running all these businesses. I mean, it just, it, it, I don't know how um, we have the same amount of time in the day because she like quadruples my work. Um, so that's my first um, person that you guys should go take a look into. And then my second one is Alexa Weibel. She is um, a personal trainer in Waco. And the reason that I love her is because I've never really, I mean, I've done CrossFit. I've done all the exercise things because I like it, but I've never worked with somebody who I know the workouts are programmed to be efficient to progress. So if I want to really work on my shoulders or my biceps, I've never known what to do. And me going to a gym is not going to do anything, but I have seen literal progress in months because her programming is so intentional and so smart and she's just so peaceful and she is um, a pregnancy and postpartum certified personal trainer. So amazing. she's, she's amazing. So both those Rachel Wyatt, Alexa Weibel um, are two that came to mind. Okay. Yay. Well, you guys might have to tune in for both of them. That would be fun. Alexa and Rachel, that would be awesome to have them on. Well, Skylar, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time today. I cannot wait to listen back to this conversation later today, editing and just hearing all of your wisdom. I know that women are going to be inspired and encouraged in everything that you're doing. So again, you guys, if you are looking to reach out to Skylar, please do so. She's here to help. And I know she would love to hear from many of you. And if we can get an intern out of this podcast, I am just going to lose my mind. I'm going to be so excited. Is there any last thing that we didn't cover that you would like to cover? Um, You know, I think the thing that came out of this surprisingly was just start. I think mm. between both of our stories, it's like we didn't have all the answers. And there's people that probably are better at what we're doing than we are. But there is a space and a need if God has called you to it to just start something and to and to go scared like you're not going to have it all figured out but there is just a grace for it and if the Lord's on it then you know it's going to be fun so the best the best way to end thank you so much Skylar couldn't agree more and again thank you so much for joining me on how'd she do that thanks Emily Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. Please join me next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.